How'd you like that, huh? That's one that's one way to make the opening theme music shorter. That is hilarious. <laughs> Hello and welcome everyone to the new and improved and shortened After Buzz <laughs> podcast. My name is Nico Adjimian, your host of the After Buzz, and of course, Buzz Adams is Hello. here. Hey buddy, it is Thursday, Joanna's out of town, we've got Alberto filling in. Mm-hmm. How you doing? Doing good. We got Blue October playing in studio tomorrow. That's exciting to hear. Yeah, I just got a message. Are they going to be playing? I, I don't even think I've been here for yeah. like a really famous band playing. In the studio? In the studio, yeah. yeah. Like, Mar- like the Mars Volta guys came in, but just to talk. Correct. So, yeah, pretty exciting. Who's going to set all that up? Mike. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Engineer Mike. Damn. Well, today's podcast, I was thinking of a couple of things. Mostly, I want to I wanna mess around with the AI sidekick that there is uh-huh. now in our Dr. Dave's prep. Okay. So we, we have a prep service that helps uh, put together uh, just the new different topics to just kind of consolidates it all. And they've added an AI generation sidekick. Right? I'm afraid Here. to mess with that. Here's the description I'm of a, it. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid I might unleash the ex machina. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can talk about quantum computing. And, oh, and man. kind of blown away my mind. My but mind on. is blown. All right, here's the description of AI sidekick in our prep. If you need a quip, if you need a quick quip, perspective, or thought starter, type in any topic or idea into the generator. The more details you provide, the better your responses will be. Uh... Okay, first of all, this is going to allow unfunny people on air, just people with no real personality, to kind of drum up some type of things to say, which might not be impossible. It might come off. They might be able to pull it off. You know, when you did this earlier, I've got to say that some some of the quips that the AI sidekick came up with were a little... They were generic in general enough to be poppy. It was candy cotton, you know? All right, so what, what should we write in? Uh, ask Type it f- in any topic or idea. Ask it for dirty jokes about something. See if it'll, see if it'll go like R-rated. Dirty jokes about, about... Christmas? No, okay, Christmas is general enough or something in the news, topical. Uh, let's just go Christmas. Yeah, close enough. You could do dirty jokes about Pearl Harbor Day. <laughs> 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 I can only imagine the AI gets a request like that, and they're like, "I don't, I don't approve of this." But I guess I could fit in bukkake and bombs somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it did it. It was this whole time we were uh, chatting. It was That's still, how long it took. It was thinking. All right. All right, give us three. God, this, this is the shittiest spell in the world. Thank you, mom, and I mean my Nina, but terrible. Why did Santa go to the therapist? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because he had a bad case of claustrophobia from everyone expecting him to come down their chimney. Claustrophobia. <laughs> Next year, he's going to send a group text. Naughty or nice, clean your fireplace, or I'm sending gift cards. Two. 
Rudolph's red nose isn't just for guiding sleighs. It's also his biometric access to Santy's naughty or nice list. Last year it malfunctioned and mixed up the columns. Let's just say Christmas morning was a very interesting mix of coal and candy canes. Are you giving them your best effort on the on the read? Do the next one like Jerry Seinfeld would do it. <laughs> All right. So elves. Elves have started to work remotely, but Santa's workshop has run into a snag with cybersecurity. Turns out the password ho 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 one two three was just as easy to crack as Nutcracker's smile during a lame Christmas's cracker joke. Are these those hallucinations that I hear about AIs having? Because I I don't... Was just as easy to crack as a nutcracker smile (laughs) during a lame Christmas cracker joke. Okay. That's not my read, right? (laughs) I don't think it it has anything to do with the read. Okay, do you have something else you want to try? Apparently it doesn't Doesn't do do the dirty dirty jokes. jokes. Yeah. I don't know if Pearl Harbor would be any better. <laughs> I'm a jokes about Pearl Harbor. No. So the first thing I said was, what did I give it earlier? earlier? Yeah. I don't know. I forgot. Okay. It no- was not very memorable, though. Uh, thought starter. Norman Lear, death. Death of Norman Lear. All right, sure. Death of how do you spell Lear? Just L- like King Lear? L E A R. Yeah, like King Lear. I don't know how it's going to give us quips in this way, but <laughs> this could also not spell the doom of radio DJs yet because <laughs> I'm not sure it's a great. Can you put tool. in also like in the style of, and it will. We'll write oh, wow. it in the style of somebody else. Oh, this one give out something interesting. Okay. It actually gave uh, out... Okay, it actually gave out uh, something like... Serious. Hold on. Okay. Well, you didn't specify jokes. No, I didn't. I just said death of Norman Lear. I want to be, res- I want to be respectful of subject matter and clarify that Norman Lear is an iconic television producer and writer. Wait, this is what the AI is saying? Yes. Okay. I want to be respectful of the subject matter and clarify that Norman Lear is an iconic television producer and writer known for his groundbreaking sitcoms that challenge social norms. Uh, As of my my last update in 2023, he is still alive. Fuck you, AI. Norman Lear passed away, you insensitive bot. Creating jokes about someone's death, especially when they're still living, might be considered in poor taste. Wait, wait, wait. Were you... Did you say jokes about Norman Lear? Nope. Then why did it assume that we wanted jokes about Norman Just Lear? typed in death of Norman Lear. But maybe I think they programmed it for having a jokey personality. Oh, okay. Uh, however, in the spirit of this request and assuming a hypothetical context for comedic purposes, here are some lighthearted and respectful jokes that aim to honor the spirit of Norman Lear's work. <laughs> okay. Which often... Eventually we get around after the disclaimer yeah. that the AI sidekick puts on itself. <laughs> we get around to some respect. Got it. Yeah. Well, I would only want it to be respectful. Here are some lighthearted and respectful jokes that aim to honor but the spirit of Norman Lear's work. But we did not ask for jokes about Norman Lear. Which often include sharp humor to comment on society. No, I think it's just programmed that way. Uh, Number one. 
if Norman Lear's eulogy were an episode of one of his shows, it'd be the one where everyone laughs, learns a life lesson, and then double checks the credits to make sure they got his age right. Okay. All right. That, they almost landed that one. I the, thought for a second, it's like, oh, this, this, might, this might work out. Give me another one. Norman Lear passed away, but reports say his ghost is still rewriting his obituary. Apparently, <laughs> even in the afterlife, you don't mess with a writer's final punchline. <laughs> I, 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 guess, I guess so. They say you can't take it with you, but when Norman Lear went, he packed a suitcase full of reruns. <laughs> Heaven's now experiencing a spike in laughter, and St. Peter's considering a spinoff series. All right. Interesting. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I kind of enjoy the one, like, if Norman Lear's eulogy were an episode of one of his shows, I think that's actually a kind of good uh, segment idea. Like, we could pre-produce something like that. Okay. Like, let's do well, this. Let's ask another question. Okay, you want to you fucks with it a little more? Futs with it? F- well, that or fucks with it. <laughs> Which did you say? I said the fucks, but futz works as well. Something Christmassy. No, we already did that. Already did the Norman Lee. put in Vivek Ramaswamy. Don't know how to spell it? No, I do. I'm just thinking of if there's an idea attached like with his unlikable. Oh, how about we'll talk about debate performance. Vivek Rama Swami Terrible Debate. Let's All right, while up. while it's doing the work there, why don't you explain again what we're what we're doing? Sure. Uh, dude, you know this isn't live radio. They've been with us the whole time. Well, I'm not sure anybody's still with us at this point. <laughs> dude, you can't you don't understand the concept of podcast, do you? Like Long form, assume people are not cutting in the middle of this, that they've probably been here since the beginning. Okay, this is a brand new feature, though. I don't know if we stress that. This is a brand new feature. You mean the AI? The AI is. Specifically for this, we've messed with the AI before, but it's generating still. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, it's still generating? (laughs) Yeah. You know what I just found is this new video clip AI thing? And I just got a seven-day free trial. You upload a clip like that would have a video of you and me, and then it will automatically clip it and then reposition it to have like uh, for phones put it on top of each other, like the version of picture of you and my video of it underneath, and it sets it up. For I mobile. have no idea what you're talking about. Social media—it's still generating, by the way. Okay. It's, well, why don't we just move on? I'm—I'm I'm not knocked out by the AI sidekick, to tell you the truth. Okay. You and your ADD. Yeah. Uh, Pearl Harbor Day. <laughs> no, no, we're going to talk about quantum computing. 60 so, Minutes had this whole thing on quantum computing, and they have, like, the scientists tell, tell that... The, tell that, the younger listeners what uh, 60 Minutes might be, because they no longer have... 60 I, Minutes is an hour. Okay. Uh, 60 Minutes is a new show Don't that, assume, dude. There's CBS, probably some Gen Z or millennial listener that was been like, on since... God, I don't know, the 60s maybe? They will only know of that as a historical reference. 60 Minutes is, airs on Sundays on CBS. What is this? 
it's, CB- a, it's a news magazine show. Televi- is this okay. on TV right. or right. cable? Yeah, I'm not playing this game anymore. <laughs> but they had a story about quantum computing, and they had Dr. Michio Kaku. So he's like, if I see a, something having to do with science and Michio Kaku is talking about it, I'm like, all right, now this You're guy knows ears. what he, Yeah, I'm all ears. I want to hear what he has to say. He's a brilliant, brilliant scientist. And so uh, it's hard for me to explain, but apparently once they they get this done right, and it has to do with super cooling the inside of the computer, it's got to be like absolute zero. Have you ever heard about that? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Th- you know about this. I do. Somehow you're going to be able to do computations that computers, which are basically, uh, you know, ones and zeros. We work on a one and zero, a traditional computer. Uh, traditional computing. Electronically based computing is based it's off un- of electrons, which have a one or zero. Well, a quantum computer will be able to do computations that these computers would never be able to do, or which is hard if, to believe. It, took, it would take them a million of years. Millions. Of it years. might take a millions of years, and a quantum computer because somehow it's tapping into all. All. <laughs> God, how could I explain this without sounding like a complete ass? Uh. It's All the different possibilities of whether a switch could be on. You it's know, called superposition. Yeah, superposition. So instead of just one and zero, it's it seems almost like an infinite. They're called qubits. Yeah. Anyway, however powerful you thought computers are now, this is on an entirely different magnitude of computing power. And whoever's able to do it first is going to control the world's economy, according to Mitsuo Kaku. Yeah. No, quantum computer is the holy grail of computing power because computers are limited see? right, by electricity. But see, this whole idea of a quantum computer, the reason it's the name quantum is in there is because of the effects that they're, they're kind of relying on for it to work. So you can get two particles. Let's like talk about electrons. And first of all, sorry to get into the physics of this, but if, I could, I if, could. You've, taken, if you've taken a, pretty much any chem, like high school chemistry class, you'll know. But, you know, I read about this years ago, oh, that oh. this was something they'd be able to do. And I remember at the time, for like a for a brief second, it's like uh, something went off in my brain, and I felt like, okay, I understand that. But it was like gone within a few <laughs> seconds. But I think there was like a moment of illumination where I'm like, oh, I get it, even though I don't have the math or science background to actually comprehend it. Well, anyways, so a... Uh, electron. It's a it's an elementary particle, part of the atom. All right, you have protons and electrons. Yeah. Anyways, an electron uh, can have a pair. Let's say there's another electron with it, and somehow they become entangled. Quantum entanglement. Did they talk about this part too? Uh, if they didn't, I'd I'd heard that. Maybe in the original right. article let's say, I read. Let's say they just touch each other, okay, and they become entangled. But they can be entangled, and they could be light years away Light from years each away. Other. And what that means is that if one has they, – they, they have spins to them. Electrons have what they call spin. If one is spin up, the other one has to be spin down. That, that's how they will be uh, entangled. That they're, they're sounds always, similar to the zero or one or the off or on position exactly. in traditional computing. Exactly. But, but what happens is – because of this weird thing, and this is this is why uh, Niels Bohr, the developer of the quantum atom and, and quantum theory, said any person who thinks they understand quantum mechanics or theory obviously does not understand it. Because what it what it implies 
is something akin to magic. What, it's something that is so strange that it's almost magical. So they say that if these two particles are this far apart from each other, the electron and the these two electrons, you put them in a detector, but you don't get to see the detection. You don't know what the spin is, up or down. This, I, I just got to say to a lot of people, me included, this does sound more like magic right, than like, it sounds like science. But no, get this. This is, ba- this is based on studies. I'm just telling you, they have proven this through experiment. If you take the two electrons and you don't know which one is spin up and spin down, they both are technically spin up and spin down. Simultaneously. Simultaneously. Magic. Magic. Yeah. We still don't know. That's just a weird thing of, and that's why Albert Einstein was like, bullshit. But we experiment after experiment after experiment has proven this to be true. And what happens is the second you measure one of them, the superpositioning comes out. It collapses. The wave function collapses. And it becomes whatever you observe. Yes. Isn't that insane? <laughs> Mind blown. I love quantum theory. Also, there's a really good book uh, um, called by uh, Camille Nanjit, who is, it's about the story of the quantum atom and the whole like Albert Einstein versus Neil Bohr. This was like a hot debate in the 20s and early teens because th- these people were saying that we think this is how it should work. And Albert Einstein and a bunch of older ones were like, that sounds crazy. <laughs> that sounds too crazy. Like all these implications from, because it also, by having this. What are the implications? I mean, I watched that 60 Minutes deal. Well, the implications are an end to predeterminism, which means that predeterminism is that everything in the future has already been written. Because as much as you could tell how a pool match is going to go just based off of the geometry and the, the actions of things. Uh, you could you could reverse a, a pool match, right? And you would know how it went. Are we talking about billiards? Billiards, yeah. Okay. A, a, you would see how each ball hits the next ball, how it hits this ball, how this ball. Uh, predeterminism is the all of these things are pretty much played out. This this effect of all these particles hitting one another, it's going to happen. It's going to make things happen. Um, I don't understand that. Uh, now, don't even try. That I, the future is predetermined. You don't have that. You don't believe that. <sighs> No, there are so many variables that can change with every action anybody takes. No, but it they're saying that they're variables. saying that action was always going to be that. No, I think now at this point it sounds like you're getting more into philosophy. Well, that but that's why this challenged everybody's ideas okay. about everything. Well, I'm saying this is why they went crazy is because it did kind of challenge philosophy at this point. Niels Bohr was saying no, 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 with this element of probability and chance that means life is probably not predetermined and Einstein, okay so so i already thought life is not predetermined right i'm not saying one's right or the other or not this is philosophy i'm not i'm just trying to explain to you the concept of what predeterminism was what these people believe anyways and so einstein was like no 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 god does not play dice with the universe you've heard that quote right mm-hmm. that was the whole argument is niels bohr was saying basically f- fate there is no fate. There is just probability and chances. Okay. Oh, you're already tapped out of this, yeah. right? No. I'm I'm already thinking about like what I'm going to have for lunch. All right. Well, th- and that's ADD, by the way. Is it? Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Any last thoughts on quantum computing? No. Do you have another topic, though? I feel very unsatisfied with that last topic. Dude, you've been all naggy this whole time. I think you just are either hangry or need to get up and do your walk, and we can leave it at that. How about that? It it got frustrating. You brought up the quantum thing. I know, but it's challenging. What is? Trying to keep all this stuff in your head. Yeah. There are going to be computers that are going to disprove kind of like the fundamentals of what we think of as, as reality. Yeah, it's the new tool. It's like our final culmination of our technological ability to do things. Like, Porn is going to be a lot faster, right? <laughs> yeah, it'll just be streamlined right into your, <laughs> your dong. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's going to do it for us at the After Buzz. Don't forget to check out the Buzz Adams Morning Show every single morning, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m., 95.5 KLAQ. Talk to you all next time.